Welcome to Conversations on Discipleship. I'm your host, Father Adam Strainberger. With me again today is Sister Felicity from the Dominican Sisters of Immaculate Conception Province. She also teaches at Bishop Hartley High School. Um, Sister, welcome again. Thank you. Great to have you. Let's start with a prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, help us to know your will. Um, Give us all of the gifts and fruits which we need in order to recognize with confidence um, how you are guiding us and your will for each of us. We ask this through Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. So, Sister, we um, spoke last time about your own discernment of of, um, religious life and how the Lord kind of guided you to um, the sisters, the Dominican sisters of the Immaculate Conception. Um, I was wondering maybe if we can kind of, uh, from your own story and your own journey, some rules or lessons that you learned about discernment from this process? I think the biggest one I would say is face your fears. Because as I was discerning religious life, like the list of things that maybe could keep me from becoming a sister just kind of seemed to get longer and longer. <laughs> like, And some are very silly, they might seem fears, and some might seem more important. But you know, to the person who's in that position, they're all fears, they all matter. Um, but the more you can name them, the more you can actually address them and assess them. Uh, so for example, like, am I afraid of giving up my independence? Am I afraid of giving up my favorite technology or tool or luxury, you know? These are really important questions. And the same could apply for marriage. Like. Am I afraid of giving up that friend group that my significant other doesn't like? Am I afraid of giving up my my time, <laughs> you know, my me time? Because as we can face these fears and actually address them, it really prepares us better for f- facing the next step, whether we choose to go forward or, or whatnot. We know ourselves better and we know the reality of what we're facing. Like, yes. When I become a religious sister, I do need to give up my independence in a sense, right? When I am married, I do need to give some things up. And so it's real to be afraid of that. But as we can name that and pray about it and bring it to the Lord, He can also give us really extraordinary graces. We can find like, maybe that's not as terrifying as I thought it was. Or maybe He gives me a grace to deal with it in a way that I by myself could never imagined myself living with that. That would be my first word of advice. Yeah, I and I, I really like that. I think sometimes, too, as you kind of point out, is there are fears that we haven't named. And, I mean, in, in, in our prayer, we ask the Lord to kind of help us to recognize those and, and to name them. Um, I think also along the same lines is once we've identified them, and, and you know, they may still be these sort of big fears. Right go away right yeah. away. But um, they they will get smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. And I think when it's time for us, as you know, the grace that you received, to kind of have that confidence in the Lord, you know, in, in the next step. Mm-hmm. Um, when the time comes to make the next step, we're going to, they're not, they're either not going to be fears or they're going to be small enough that mm-hmm. we can move past them. Right. Um, and the same thing goes to when you're you feel called maybe to do something like for the church, 
like as a lay woman, I was invited to take part in a women's leadership project, leadership conference, and we had to design an action plan. And like, I knew <laughs> that I was called to do something and I knew that I didn't like part of it. <laughs> I didn't like part of the like organizing, um, but acknowledging that and praying about it helped me to also acknowledge that this is what God wanted me to work through. And that, you know, I think that, um, and, and you know, probably the most basic thing, even before dealing with the fear is, that transparency before God is, you know, we really want to be ourselves before him. Right. I mean, you can't fool him, you know, like he sees through anything. But um, I think we have to really be honest before him. Right. And uh, bring whatever is there. And part of that is a recognition of what we don't want to do or or even, you know, like as we've been saying, the fears that that we're bringing. And sometimes in, when we pray, like when I talk about my prayer with God, sometimes it seems like, oh, I got an answer, right? And a lot of us don't experience that. Like God just seems to be silent. Like how come God's talking to everyone else? But like, I can't get an answer. I would say that's definitely true from my experience too. There's a lot of silence. But I think setting that time aside for silence, like an hour of adoration is really important because for me, I can be talking and talking and talking at God for like 30, 45 minutes. And finally I hit this point where I don't have anything else to say. And then I can start to listen and God still might be silent, but it helps me to listen. Excellent. Um, You've been listening to Conversations on Discipleship. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. With me today is Sister Felicity from the Dominican Sisters of of the Immaculate Conception. Sister, I wanted to kind of move a little from discernment into your apostolate and what you you do at Bishop Hartley High School. I teach sophomore religion, religion 10, and some of the juniors religion. So I work full-time as part of the religion department. Okay. What subjects do you cover in in religion? For the sophomores, we focus on the Paschal Mystery in the first semester, and the second semester is about the church. And the juniors, we focus on the sacraments and on morality. And, um, you know, obviously teaching is very much a part of the Dominican um, charism. So how, when you approach the classroom, how do you bring both as a religious, but also specifically as a Dominican, what do you bring into the classroom? I pray about it first. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it sounds simple, but I really do because I don't see my teaching as like independent from my life as a sister. It is an extension of my identity as a sister. It is our apostolate and apostolate is part of the religious life. So I really am serious when I say I pray about it, especially when we're talking about tough, tough topics. You know, the church can be a tough topic. Morality definitely include tough topics. Um, and I try and remind myself in the time of prayer and planning that it's not really about the grades or about being a good teacher in a sense. That's important, but it's really about the salvation of souls. So I really try and think about what is going to help my students' souls. And as a teacher, uh, I've definitely seen changes in myself because I was a teacher before I became a sister. And this is my first year teaching as a sister. And now I have different priorities. 
I think it's really important that we spend time in prayer because prayer is important for your relationship with Jesus. It's important for your soul. So I definitely make more time to pray than I would or did as a lay teacher. What um, what text do you use a textbook and or anything like that in in the classes or? I've never been very good about following a textbook. Um, I do use the catechism a lot as a resource, but a lot of my students don't find it easy to read. You know, so I usually plan based off of the standards and then try and find other resources that are accessible to students. So it might be like a YouTube video here and scripture, the Bible. I try and use the Bible as much as I can. Now, we um, there is this sort of specialized churchy's word called catechesis. Yeah. Um, so specialized. That- <laughs> my, my students are supposed to know it. It's a vocabulary word. <laughs> How, um, so what you do is catechesis. That is the goal. That's yeah. what I start out by telling them at the beginning of the year. But it's not just what I do. It's what every teacher at Bishop Hartley is doing. The point of catechesis is to hand on the faith in Jesus Christ and to bring. So that is what we do in catechesis. And the point is to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. So that is a very good point, Father. That is really what directs what we do and how we teach. And I mean, and, you know, I think so often we can get into the trap of, well, we got to hand on the elements of truth. You know, like they have to know these things. But when we look at it from the perspective of catechesis, there is a broader thing. Like like you said, like to bring them into a lived relationship with Jesus Christ, which is not just knowing these the truths. Right. It's know, also doing on. them. It's yeah. living them out, too. So how do you integrate that kind of doing into um, the, the classroom setting? Yeah. Well, we do prayer. <laughs> and I told my kids, like, I can't make you pray, you know, but we make time to go to the chapel to pray. And we have the great benefit of Bishop Hartley of having Father Fulton as a chaplain, Deacon Sullivan as a chaplain, and regular adoration of the Blessed Sacrament, class mass. So usually when I go with the kids to the chapel, I'll give them something to pray with, or something to pray over, something to help them in their relationship with Jesus Christ. Though again, I tell them, I can't make you do this. Like this is for you to use your time well to build your relationship with Jesus. But I find that they want it. The kids want it. They want that quiet time. They want to have that time to focus on Jesus. Um, and when I ask them <laughs> like, about their faith life, they'll be honest. And sometimes they'll say, uh, it's good or it's bad or it's getting better or I really need to give some more time to it. Like they will realize that I need to give some more time to it. You know, we all can give some more time to our faith life. So praying, doing prayer is one way. Another way is by really trying to apply what we're learning to the world. So when I create assessments, I try and make them as like real world, like as possible. And sometimes that means like having tough conversations Well, thank you so much, sister, for joining us. Um, You've been listening to Conversations on Discipleship. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. With me has been Sister Felicity, who teaches um, at Bishop Hartley High School. Sister, thank you so much for joining us. And until next time, peace and all good. Mm